0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us this mark of the church that I happen to fill right now. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in 1989 there was a great movie. Um, There are probably several great movies, but the movie that I'm specifically referring to is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's been since 1989 that you've had to watch this movie. And so my illustration comes from a a, a scene that might be a little bit of a spoiler for you, but you've had lots of time to watch the movie. So I, I am doing this with no regrets. In that movie, you have at the very end of the movie, you have Indiana Jones and a Nazi guy, of course, who are in this sort of cave like room with a immortal knight who is in that room in order to guard the Holy Grail. Now, the Holy Grail is the chalice that Jesus uses at the Last Supper, according to this legend. And according to the sort of expanded legend that Indiana Jones has been working with, if you drink from this Holy Grail, then you will have eternal life. You'll be immortal. And of course, that's why the Nazi guy is looking for it. Because he wants to live forever. And he wants to make sure that his life continues on. And so they're, they're here they are in the midst of this cave room. And what you see in the midst of this cave room are all sorts of different chalices that one of them might be the Holy Grail. But here's the catch. One of them is the Holy Grail. And if you drink from the Holy Grail, your life will be extended out for all time. You will be immortal. Your aging will stop. But if you drink from the wrong one, your aging will speed up dramatically. And you will turn into a skeleton before the eyes of everybody else in the room. Well, so the Nazi guy looks around and he tries to choose a chalice. And he chooses this ornate fancy gold chalice with jewels on it and he says this this has to be the one in fact his assistant says this is the one and so he looks at it and he says i never imagined it would be so beautiful and he takes a drink And he begins to age at an amazing rate. And he turns into a skeleton right before your eyes. And you go, oh, that wasn't the right one. And even the immortal knight who is there, who is called the grail knight, he looks at that guy and he says, he chose poorly. (laughs) Well, you kind of wonder if that's what happened with Matthias, right? Because we just read this story out of Acts, and this story out of Acts, they're trying to find a replacement for Judas, for obvious reasons. Not only did he betray Jesus, but then he went out and he hanged himself, and his guts poured out all over the place. It's really kind of gory and nasty. Almost as bad as that scene from Indiana Jones. And so they go, okay, we need somebody else to fill Judas' role. And and so they go, well, uh, we've got these two guys. And it's Matthias and a guy with like three names. (laughs) She you go, well, maybe not the guy with three names. But they draw lots and they go, okay, the, the lot goes to Matthias. You go, oh, great, good. And then for the rest of the story of Scripture... You don't hear anything about Matthias. Nothing. Not even like at the end of one of Paul's letters, P.S., say hi to Matthias. <laughs> and you go, oh, did, did they choose poorly? Yeah, were they supposed to choose Justice, who was called Barsabbas, and probably 14 other names? It would have he been Better. What if he showed up somewhere else in the book of Acts? Would he should have shown up somewhere else? Did they just choose poorly here? Because surely if they chose correctly, this guy would have been mentioned at least one other time. Well, and then you go, oh, well, thank goodness, there's another guy who showed up and called himself an apostle. Paul. Paul shows up fresh from holding the coats of the people that are stoning Stephen to death, Paul shows up and he says, hey, guess what? I'm an apostle. Now, we don't know what gave him the chutzpah to say that. But he says it about himself. And you go, oh, well, maybe they did make a mistake with Matthias, and Paul is the correction to that mistake. Or maybe it's the fact that somebody else died, and so the disciples got together and they said, Hey God, we need a new apostle. We've got a couple of different options for you. Let's draw some more lots, and then a lot goes to Paul. And Luke just forgot to mention that in Acts. We don't know. It kind of messes with our whole like 12 apostles thing. Because now there's 13, possibly 14 if you take a look at this guy named Bartholomew who once in Scripture gets called an apostle. Oh, no. So the question is, like, what was going on with this Matthias guy? Because we like to have things kind of neatly nailed together because we're afraid. If we do something wrong, Our aging might speed up. We might turn into skeletons before your eyes. Which gets to you this sort of awkward mark of the church for me. See, we've been doing this sermon series on the marks of the church, and a lot of those marks of the church are things that you go, well, yeah, of course. But this one, well, it's a little bit weird for me because I fill this mark of the church this mark of the church is the office of the holy ministry this mark of the church is pastors and martin luther when he's writing out what these seven marks of the church are he's saying that hey this is one of those marks that if you don't have somebody who is fulfilling this role for you well then it's a little bit questionable if you're doing church or at least doing church right and so then it comes into the question like, well, who, who do you choose? Well, this congregation chose me a while back. A lot of you had no say in that. You, you weren't able to say, oh, well, I, I like that guy. You weren't even able to draw lots or whatever they did back when they called me here. You just inherited me. And so maybe you're here. Asking the question, well, did we choose correctly? Sometimes I ask that question. Legit. Sometimes I go, God, why me? Because I've got my faults. I've got my things that I don't do well. Got my things that I don't like to do. I've got my things that are my little idiosyncrasies. And a lot of times I look at those things and I go, Golly God. Couldn't have you chosen Barsabbas? I mean, maybe he would have served this place better. But the reality is that The reason that God chooses pastors isn't necessarily because of the personality. I mean, even what I'm wearing is supposed to get that across to you. That this thing, this thing is supposed to make me look like every other pastor in the world. Which it kind of does. If I walk through the airport with this thing on later on today when I'm going to Guatemala, people will be freaked out because they'll look at me and they'll go, oh, and a couple people will smile. And this thing, this stole, this alb, this white thing that I wear, They're all supposed to cover me up. They're actually supposed to make me blend in with the altar, sort of. So that's the reason that I blend in with the colors here. It's like camouflage. No, we are not getting camo pyramids. None of that real tree junk. No, I know that Pentecost is green. We're just not going there. But there are things about me that are particular to me. And I've got my own personality. Like I said, I've got my own idiosyncrasies. It's sort of like this. Two not holy grails. And you you won't die if you drink from these either. But these are two different cups that have a specific use. The specific use for these cups is not to drink cherry Coke out of. The specific use for these cups is to use in communion. They're different. Maybe you like one over the other. They each have different stories, too. This one belonged to my dad when he was on Vicarage. He brought it back and he said, Jay, I don't need this anymore. You want to have it? I'm like, yeah. Pretty awesome kind of 70s Trinity thing going on on this one. <laughs> this one belonged to the pastor who was here before, Pastor Tom Dorman. And his son mailed this to me and said, uh, I'm not going to use this, kid. Could you use it? I said, sure, I think think we probably can at some point. Maybe you like this one, maybe you like that one. Maybe you're intrigued by the story of this one, maybe you're intrigued by the story of that one. If you had to choose, you would have to choose one of them. But the thing is, what's important about these isn't their makeup. What's important about these is what they hold. What they hold is we recognize in communion the body, uh, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's important about pastors. It would be really hard for us to have communion without one of these. I don't know what I'd do, maybe put it in a bowl and flick it at you. (laughs) But here's the deal, it's a whole lot easier to have something that holds the stuff that you need. And that's my role for you. The outside it is what it is. But the most important thing about these two and about this one isn't the personality. The most important thing between Matthias and Barsabbas wasn't their personality. Was Who is going to hold the good stuff for you? Who is going to say your sins are forgiven? Who is going to say this is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ? Who is going to say this is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ? Who is going to baptize you? Who is going to love on you? Because that's what Christ wants. That's what the office of the pastoral ministry is all about. It's about a few of us that God has said, you can hold it for now. And you can pour it out for my people. And that's what I pray I'm able to do for every one of you, for as long as I can. Amen.